Welcome to Limitless Joy. I'm Shannon Honda, here to share with you all things spirituality, conscious love, sex, dating, relationships, Reiki, and so much more. I'm so honored to be here with you and excited to dive in. Welcome to this episode of Limitless Joy. So this episode, it just feels very powerful. It feels really important and really necessary to share. Um, but at the same time, I did have a lot of resistance in recording it just because there is so much nuance to some of these topics. Um, and I'm going to try to address as much of it as I can without actually having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone about like what is really alive for them around these topics. Um, but I know what I'm going to share here is just really in integrity with me and my experience and my knowing and things I have been trained in and learned and witnessed. Um, and yeah, I also know that some people, it will really resonate with them or land with them and they're able to relate that to something in themselves or in someone close to them. And some people might completely not resonate with what I have to say and feel like it's, yeah, just not the lens in which they see things. And that's completely fine. I totally understand that, but um, I'm not willing to debate my truth and what I've experienced, but this is just something I want to share because if it's helpful to one person in helping them understand their experience or in understanding someone's experience close to them, then, you know, that's all I'm really here for. So with that said, first, I'd like to talk about toxic positivity. This is a really interesting topic and there can be a lot of friction around it. Um, and I just think it's it's funny because, you know, this episode, I mean, this podcast is called Limitless Joy and my program is called Limitless Joy, one of them at least. And um, yeah, a lot of things are framed within the framework of high vibe or, you know, positive emotions. Um, but I think what people miss in that is that in order to experience those higher vibe, higher frequency emotions, you have to be able to sit with the opposite. You have to be able to sit with the depth of your fear, of your grief, of your shame, of your guilt. Because as you expand your capacity to hold those frequencies, you also expand your capacity to hold the higher vibe frequencies with deeper embodiment, with really a lot of truth, alignment, and integrity. And I think what's happened um, in a lot of our culture is that people are really uncomfortable holding the denser emotions um, of fear, grief, and guilt. And again, noticing that I'm not using the word negative because they're not necessarily. There is so much guidance and wisdom and gems to uncover in those emotions. They're not necessarily negative. They're just of a denser frequency. So when you're able to hold those emotions and really sit in the discomfort of them, you're also able to sit in the higher frequency emotions because there is a discomfort there as well when you're not used to experiencing really high energy or high frequency. But because we live in a society which is really kind of disconnected in a lot of ways and is not really embodied, not really connected to the physical, visceral experience of both the denser and higher frequency emotions, we try to force 
the positive framework on things when that's not actually what we're feeling, right? So at the end of the day, it's of course really helpful to tap into gratitude and to tap into positivity, but it has to be in actually real truth and integrity for you to actually experience the benefits of those, you know, frameworks. So if you have a really dark and dense emotion that you're going through and you just try to mask it and throw a lens of positivity on top of it, it's not going to work because it's in, um, it's not integrity. It's not in alignment. It's not true, right? Because there's something deeper that needs to be processed first before you can rise into the higher frequency. And because people, it seems like these days are more uncomfortable in sitting with the denser, and sometimes even darker emotions, they just try to kind of gaslight themselves and kind of uh, manipulate themselves into being like, no, but you should be grateful. No, but you should uh, feel happy because you have all these things or things are going well for you in comparison to other people. Like, you know, and we try to frame it in that way. And if that's really not genuinely what you're feeling right now in this moment, it's not going to do you any good to just pretend like you are grateful or pretend like you're happy when that's not really your truth. And it's because we're uncomfortable feeling those emotions for ourselves, but we also tend to have discomfort in holding those emotions for other people and being able to witness them in their discomfort, being able to let them be uncomfortable and just witness them and affirm them and hold them in their experience and being like, you know what? I can see that this really fucking sucks and it's really a shit show right now, but I'm here for you and I'm like willing to sit with you in this rather than being like, no, it's okay. I hope you feel better. Like it'll be fine. Don't worry. And it's like, if that doesn't really feel true for someone in that moment, hearing stuff like that is really, it, it creates a friction because it's not like really where they're at. You have to let them sit and process where they're at currently before they can actually tap into um, the higher vibration of like, okay, well, that sucked, but I can be grateful for the fact that I, you know, have support around me. I have these tools or whatever. Um, and this is like so ingrained in ourselves, even so much in like everyday conversation. And I'm going to speak for um, American culture in this specific example because. This is what's prevalent in what I see here, especially um, that like people will say, how are you? And, or be like, how's everything going? Good. And they already want you to say that everything is fine. Like even people being like, oh, are you okay? It's already like a leading question and like wanting someone to be okay rather than like, how are you feeling? What's alive for you right now? And being open to any response on the whole spectrum of experience or emotion, you know, and like when we're forced to like, feel like we can't communicate a denser emotion or saying like, you know, I'm actually not doing great. I'm not doing well. That actually like allows us to be in that emotion and accept it versus feeling like we have to put on a happy face. I'm like, yeah, everything is great. I'm doing good. When that's not really your truth, when that's not really how you feel. Um, and I've like really made it a practice. Like if I'm asking someone how everything is going or how what's alive for them right now, how are they feeling? Like really being willing to hear any response and being like, oh, wow, that really sucks. If like they're not doing great. 
and letting that be okay, like not feeling awkward or uncomfortable around that. But I really feel like that's a practice and a muscle and most people are not able to hold that, you know, and I feel like it's like such a beautiful practice for everyone to kind of tap into, to be able to hold that you know, spectrum of emotion within ourselves, but also to be able to witness that in someone else and not feel contracted and closed off and allow that energy to be there without having to make it better or change it right away, you know, because in Tantra and in the work that I even do, like we're really sitting and accepting what is, what's alive here right now and not making it like through the lens of like positive or negative and be like, okay, well, this is what's here right now. How can I really witness this? How can I really affirm and understand this experience, move it through my body, allow it to like process and then create a new foundation of a more empowering narrative or truth or positive framework or gratitude. But if I don't move through the density first, I'm not going to be able to tap into joy or gratitude or happiness or whatever else. So that's what I'm just going to say about toxic positivity for now. And I just invite you to notice like where you try to push yourself to reach for an emotion that's like of a higher vibration that doesn't actually feel like available to you right now, or wait, maybe why you shame yourself in that process of like not being able to access that. Because I can really guarantee you, if you sit with what's alive for you, even if it fucking sucks, you'll actually be able to like move through it, allow it to feel like present in your body and then choose a higher vibration narrative because you've actually created the space now to really feel and embody that to be true. So yeah, I just invite you to think about that and how it, how it lands for you. It's kind of like if you're feeling like shit one day, rather than pushing yourself to feel good, that day and being like trying to grasp for anything around you that would make you feel better. If you could just allow yourself to sit in that motion. And I have noticed for myself over and over again, and also for my clients, like if you actually really allow the space for that emotion, it moves so much quicker and faster because you gave it presence because you allowed it to move through you. And then you moved on versus like, I'm going to try to push myself to feel better. And like, reach for positivity and then you actually lengthen and make the process longer before you're actually able to tap into higher vibration because you weren't allowing yourself to just feel the density in the first place so for now that's what i'm going to say about toxic positivity and i just invite you to notice like how that shows up as you move through the world and like the different interactions that you have and also maybe in the ways that you try to force yourself or gaslight yourself into feeling positive when that's not really feeling true for you and letting the denser emotions be okay. Accepting them, inviting them in and letting them have a seat at the table because they have something to offer you. They're trying to point you to something. They're trying to guide you to something. And as soon as you're able to really like tap into the wisdom of that, you're able to move past it and process it and move on and then, you know, create a more high vibration or more empowering and expansive truth and narrative to move forward from. So that's what I want to say for now about toxic positivity. And now I'm going to move on to discussing suicide and the energy of suicide. So the reason I feel really called to talk about this now, and it just feels like really important is because of recently in the news, um, the dancer Twitch 
passed away from suicide. And it was a really like shocking story for people that knew him and also just like people who are fans of him just because he was like so uh, joyful and really connected to his passion and really like living his dream and, you know, having career opportunities and advancements and, you know, financial success and, you know, what we all see is like really great things. Um, and so it was really just shocking to, to witness that and process that. And some people were just like really not understanding what happened, obviously. And it came like really what felt like out of left field. And when things like this happen and like, it feels really uncharacteristic um, and just like doesn't add up, I feel like there's a different reason and lens that's not normally discussed and talked about because when suicide, that topic comes up in general, it's usually viewed and discussed through the lens of like um, therapy, mental health, psychiatry, um, depression, anxiety, those kinds of things. And I'm not saying that any of those things are not important and, you know, part of the process, but I don't think that's the only piece. And the other piece is like never discussed because it's not a very known like narrative or just like not, even if it's known, not out there and discussed. And so that's why I want to talk about it through the lens that I've personally experienced it, have witnessed it in other people, have like learned and trained in as well. And that's through the lens of um, energy, work, spirits, entities, and like negative and denser energies. And that's um, the lens in which I'm going to discuss it here. And for some of you that might resonate in a different way and make more sense to you and be like, oh, okay, this actually really does land. Um, and for some of you, it might be like, what the fuck is she talking about? I have no idea what she's saying. This doesn't make any sense. Um, this sounds like crazy. And maybe for some of you, it's going to be somewhere in between. And that's fine. I welcome like all of that. And I'm also just sharing this because I know what's like my truth and what's been my personal experience and things I've also witnessed in people around me. And um, that's the lens I'm going to discuss it within today. So I'm not really up for debate and discussing the truth of my own experience, but I'm just like willing that to know that like some people might not connect to it and that's totally fine. So uh, with that said, um, the lens in which I view suicide when it really comes out of left field and someone has like no prior um, experience of like mental unwellness and like feeling, you know, uh, depression, anxiety. And I also feel like there's a different reasoning and connection to that as well. That's not only pointing to like, you know, DSM like diagnoses and uh, having to take medication, all of those things. And I think that is supportive in certain cases, but the thing I'm kind of like saying here is that that's not the only way. And sometimes that just kind of like masks what's really happening. Um, and this is when you're viewing the lens through which I view the world and have experienced the world, which is like through uh, witnessing, experiencing energy and spirits and spirits guides and positive energy, but also like denser and darker and negative energies as well. And when I say this stuff, like some people in their mind, like, you know, horror movies and, you know, media around that might come up. And that's also something that's really fucked up is because um, horror movies have like distorted this whole thing and made it like really like evil and weird um, just for like, you know, entertainment and people 
like getting scared and just like going into like crazy stories, but that that's not really the full picture and lens. And I feel like when I talk about this, sometimes like that narrative comes up in people's minds, but it's just like a fabricated, you know, entertainment version. So I just want to uh, say that as well to keep that in mind. So I'm going to share my personal story and experience and connection to this topic first. And then I want to go into like actually explaining why that can happen, how that can happen, how can you move through that and how energy work can actually like move through and address some of these situations as well. So uh, I've talked about my concussion before and how that was like a really, really dark time. And I feel like for me, I mean, everyone has like crazy experiences in their life where things happen. But for me, like that was my first initiation, you can say, into like really dark energy and density. Um, and I did experience a lot of grief and depression and things like that. But the thought of suicide like never came up in my mind. And that happened, uh, the concussion happened in 2018. And then in 2020, when the pandemic happened, um, because of the stress of that situation, uncertainty, and it really affected my work and um, all these things just like hit the fan. So much stress like um, came up in my body physically and um, it re- like activated my concussion symptoms, not like that they were gone, but it like brought them like on in a different way and deeper intensity. And um, it led to me like passing out a couple times um, out of nowhere because of just like the instability that was happening in my body. And that felt pretty scary and pretty like insane. And that was like in the beginning or middle of 2020. And then at the end of 2020, things got even fucking crazier um, because of the building brain inflammation that happened um, because of my concussion and the stress that got reactivated during the pandemic. Um, it created gut inflammation because your brain and your gut are very deeply connected. So if you have inflammation in your brain and a deeper way, it's very likely to create and cause gut inflammation. And so that's what happened to me, uh, except I didn't know that that's exactly what was happening. And I started to like experience um, so many crazy things. Like I started to become allergic to pretty much almost all food. And I don't say that like lightly or an exaggerated way. I started to have reactions to every single thing I ate to where like it started to create... Um, like rashes on my arms and I started to get really so itchy and I was not able to sleep like because my body was just like taking over and like just chaos really. Um, I wasn't able to eat anything and then when I did eat stuff, it would create a reaction in my body and then I couldn't sleep at night and it was just like really fucking insane and I was losing my mind um, because I just was like so... Um, not able to have like normal life functionings happening of like eating food and actually enjoying something I ate. I was always afraid of like everything I ate was going to create some kind of reaction in my body. And then um, not being able to sleep because my skin would just felt like it was on fire. And even then, the energy of suicide did not cross my mind. And that was a really fucking dark place 
Um, and I'm saying all these things and explaining them to just create context and deeper understanding of like shit can hit the fan and you can feel like your limits and your fucking edges are being tested. And that doesn't mean that that is going to necessarily come up. And the reason I say that is, yeah, none of those times, like even though I felt like all the three situations I just named now were really fucking dark and pushed the edges of like what someone can handle. And I am a very strong and resilient person and I was like really at my wits and and energetic like and and even then that thought or energy did not cross my mind and then um in the summer of this year uh I was like in a transitory like period in my life I had moved earlier um from Amsterdam to the States and I finally settled in California. So I was like rebuilding my life, creating a new foundation. And, you know, things were not like incredibly stable in any way, like in terms of like the new friendships or old friendships or new work, old work, uh, where I was staying and living and just like everything was like new on certain kind of like up in the air and a little bit of a chaotic mess, which is like different things that were coming up left and right. Um, but it was nothing like I had experienced in the three experiences I just named. You know, it was just like frustrating and annoying as fuck, but that's about it. Um, and then one day I just felt like completely enveloped by a darkness that I cannot explain. It was just like overwhelmingly present and just like, yeah, enveloped is just like the word that keeps coming to mind. It was just like all encompassing. And I just like felt like, what the fuck is going on? I do not feel like myself. This is really fucking weird. I don't have any energy. I just feel really heavy and really dark. And I feel like there's me. And then there's like this huge fucking black cloud surrounding me. And I don't know what's going on. I don't have energy. And I just like, I don't get it. Like it felt very disconnected within me. Like there was this me and there was like this weird darkness and energy and like, surrounding me it like was covering me and it like felt like it was trying to be one with me but it was not me and I could feel the distinction still and I remember going to the beach and sitting on the sand and just like staring at the water and feeling like the breeze and wind I think I sat there for like a couple hours just like trying to like breathe deeper and connect to my body and connect to my own energy and like the sounds of the waves and the sun and the wind and just like really trying to use the elements and um, Reiki and the energy work that I know to like clear this heaviness and darkness and kind of like bring me back to my own energy. And I sat there, I like definitely at least a couple hours and then went home and I still felt like, what the fuck? Like I still feel exactly the same way. And a normal like me, if I just like wasn't feeling like really in a good vibe or something like that, like having a walk on the beach and sitting on the sand for a couple hours like that and just like being in nature and grounding myself and feeling the sun and all that would have been like rejuvenating and replenishing. Not like everything is solved, but it definitely would have felt like I filled up my cup, you know? And after things for a really excited amount of time, I still felt like, what the fuck? Like something is really weird and something is really off. And um, this like darkness and enveloping of that just continued in the coming weeks, I want to say. Um, and just like, I was just having like really a weird disconnected experience in my life to where it was like me and this darkness. And um, 
just feeling like really heavy and sad and like uh, anxiety and crying, but just like not being able to really connect it to anything or feel like um, I could point to like why this was there, you know? And, um, and then it, it was like kind of becoming to where I noticed like, yeah, things that I was trying to create and do and make happen at that point, like things were just like not flowing. Things were just like not happening. It felt like everything was a kind of a push. It felt like there was friction. And I was just like, what is happening? Like the energy just feels really off and things are just not like landing. And, and you know, um, and I was like frustrated by it, but I wasn't like, it wasn't the end of the world. But I started to have thoughts of like, well, it's just because you're not good enough or like, it's just like not going to work. You're you're not going to make it happen. You've failed. And it's just like, it's not enough. So like, it's better just to like not try anymore. It's better just to go to sleep and not wake up. And I had those thoughts just like randomly, sporadically come in through the day. And then the, especially the repeating of like, it's just better to go to sleep and not wake up. And I was just was like, what the fuck? Like, this is not this is not me. Like, these are not my thoughts. This is not like my energy or my values or how I would address a situation. This is not me. And I just started to feel even more enveloped in this darkness. And I was like, this is not okay. Something is wrong. And like, I was just like doing Reiki on myself every night before I went to sleep, which is like a normal practice that I do. And it feels like really replenishing and rejuvenating. But for me, it just felt like there was just something so deep happening and that I needed like help and support because it was something that was like trying to take over me and my energy. And so I reached out to someone who is a trusted like um, energy healer and shaman and all of the things. And I have worked with her in the past and I have very few people in this world who can like really hold space for me in a deeper way just because of like the life experience that I've had and also just like the training and, and personal like you know, power that I have in all this, like navigating this world and ways of energy. Um, and so I really felt like very held and seen by her and really had a space of like complete openness and non-judgment, all the things. And so I told her what I was experiencing. And I was saying like, this is not me. I feel like it's an energy outside of me that is attached to me. And, um, and before I even finished my sentence, she was like, um, before we go any deeper, like there is an energy attached to you right now. And I just really want to address it and clear it because it's like really dense and dark. And um, so we did a process to release the energy. And this is what I'm saying about like when I was talking about this stuff and people's like, sometimes people's mind can go to like horror movies and we think of like this weird, evil, demonic energy. And what I want to say is like, this energy is really just a denser and darker in an unintegrated part of like human energy. It's not like a demonic energy. It is just like a human that's like lost its way and has become so disconnected to their core, to their essence and to love. And so like in the energy process, I like she guided me to do it myself just so I learned how to do it for myself just for future reference and just because this is my work and things I want to be able to also hold space for, for other people. So instead of her doing it, she guided me to do it. And, um, I like connected to the energy of that, of that spirit and was like, you 
are love and you are forgiven and you just need to come back to finding yourself to you. And like, this is not you and you are love. And I, I want to remind you of that. That is who you are. And I forgive you. And you need to go back to the light. Like you can go, you need to go back to the light. And, um, when I was saying this, like my legs were shaking so hard, but I was not doing that. Like I could feel the energy of this spirit, like really being afraid of like wanting to forgive themselves and wanting to move on and connecting to the light. And I just continued to repeat and guide them. And finally, as I continued to do that, and I was holding space for myself and the energy. And so was, um, the energy worker that I was working with. And then the energy left and went and, uh, and integrated back into the light. And immediately I felt like myself again. I felt in my body. I felt like this is me. I felt like still like I need to integrate what had happened, but I didn't feel this enveloping of this darkness anymore. It was gone. And this is really important to understand because I feel like this is when, you know, we have people passing away through suicide and we're like, this was so out of left field. This was not them. Like this is not something that they would do. And it's so out of character. It's because it was not them. It was not them in their mind and their character. And the only reason that I was able to reach out for help and not actually listen and follow is because I knew that this is not me. And because I've done so much deep work and I know myself, my energy, my thoughts, my emotions, my values so fucking deeply, I could clearly be like, mm, this is not me. Something is off. This is something outside of me. I feel really enveloped by something, but this is not me. And I was able to get support in releasing the energy and come back to my own energy. And when we are not aware of this as a possibility or just energy work in general, and we have those thoughts and feelings and guidance and we follow them thinking that it's us, that's when there are suicides that take place that were not really like supposed to happen. And it wasn't someone really wanting to do that and willing themselves to do that. It was something outside of them that they were following because they felt like it was their thoughts. They felt like that heaviness, that darkness that enveloped them was theirs. And this is why it's also so important. This work is to like, remember that you are not your emotions, that emotions are something that are just like moving through you, but it's not you. Same thing with your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. And sometimes the mind can create like, you know, bullshit things about like things need to be good enough or like things need to be perfect and our perfectionism taking over. But like, really like coming back to identifying like that's not the core of who you are. That's not you and your energy. And that's the same thing of like this outside energy coming in. And what happens is like the reason that it attached to me is like I had been really open in my energy and really in a shape-shifting space in my life. I had um, been traveling a lot. And it's also when your energy is like very open and like new things are integrating and stuff like that. But also I had done some really, really, really deep, um, healing and energy work when I was in a, in a deep, uh, tantra retreat. And I had like expanded and felt myself in levels, um, and the depth of my power and energy in ways I'd never experienced before. So it was a really, really high fucking, vibration experience and expansion over the course of a week, but your energy becomes so open because you're integrating new things. And after really high 
vibration experiences, there can be a period of contraction and closure because like you went to the really highest end of something and then your energy contracts to kind of close and hold and integrate everything that happened because you're, you know, you know, shape-shifting and coming into a different version of yourself. So there was also that part of it. And I was doing a lot of internal work around um, uh, my inner child and things like that. And when these outside energies sense that someone's energy is really open and there's a similar core wounding that they connect with as well, the energy connects to someone to like play out their own wounding and trauma again and try to like heal that. But if you um, are not aware that it's like it's something outside of you, you're going to follow that wounding and stuff like that to whatever it's like telling you to do, even if that's something like it's better to go to sleep and not wake up. So the reason I'm saying all this is because when it feels like someone did something that was out of character, it really sometimes is not really them. But if we're not like able to identify the core of who we are and we're like take on other energy and think it's ours, it can lead us to do things that are not really aligned with our values, our thoughts, and our emotions. And the other thing I want to name is like with horror movies, they like create these energies like in stories and say that like they're evil and demonic and all of these things. And it really is like someone who has become so disconnected to their core and who they are and the fact that they're love and that they're just like feeling really deep grief and really deep um, disconnection and not able to forgive themselves and guilt and all of these things. And they're trying to heal themselves in a very you know, disconnect, disconnected and misconstrued way. And um, that's what was so helpful for me in my experience. That first of all, A, that I was able to like witness it and know that it was not me and be able to reach out for support that I knew was like not com coming from a place of like shame or judgment and was able to actually help me hold the space and energy work to release that energy. And after that energy was released, I never had like those thoughts or experience of that darkness again, it was just gone. It was disconnected. And I feel like um, in the modern way of, of seeing those things, it's like people start to become medicated and they have all these symptoms and reactions and they have therapy, but like they're just like trying to override the mind because they think the mind is the problem and there's like some kind of disconnection there. But if an energy like is disintegrated and you're not able to release the energy, like taking medication and doing the therapy around it is not going to be the only solution, you know, to actually integrate and do it in a deeper way. Um, this is not to say that therapy is not helpful. This is not to say that medication is not helpful in certain cases. It just like the whole point of what I'm saying here, it's not the full picture and it's not the full picture because I've said this many times before and I'll say it again that we have a physical body, we have a mental body, we have an emotional body and we have an energetic body. And in like the modern lens of therapy and things like that it's not you know taking the energy energy body into consideration and our spirit into consideration and that's really important as well for full integration and healing. And the more that we can look at someone holistically and understand that there's all these layers that need to be addressed, that's when we can have real deep integrated healing. And 
you know, the modern lens doesn't take into account the fact that there's people that who interact with energy and can see and experience energy in a deeper way. And just because that's not most people's experience, it doesn't mean that it's not true or that it's not real. And so, um, the, you know, the fact that I am able to see and experience the energies in a deeper way, it allows me to have this lens and this perspective. And it just what I want to share with people who, who maybe don't have that experience, but they know that there's a possibility and they know that that can also be true. And to take that into consideration as well, when you're looking at your healing and that's why energy work is so important because you're dropping into addressing all the layers of you when you have physical and emotional and mental disbalance, it shows up in your energy body as well and vice versa. So um, it's just really important to take into consideration also. Um, yeah. And I think that's why connecting into your energy body and having experience of energy healing is really important because sometimes we don't realize where we have like um, parts of us that are disconnected or running an old story and we're not really fully embodied and in connection to our full selves. So that's what I want to say about that. And um, in the case of Twitch, just it just feels very surprising and something about it feels really off. And I feel like maybe that's something that um, may have happened in that case. And, you know, if someone around him had that awareness, um, maybe the approach could have been something different because the other thing is like with the energy of suicide, it is not a very outward reaching energy. It's a closed off energy. And if anyone feels like someone that they talk to about this, or even that the fact that those emotions, or that darkness, that those thoughts are coming through and they feel like someone that they might speak to will have the reaction of fear or judgment or, you know, like, not understanding, it will cause the person sharing to feel guilt and shame and close down even more and kind of even more so go into this enveloping of the darkness. And so when people talk about like, you know, they need to reach out and there's like suicide hotlines, things like that. To me, in my experience, it feels really like counterintuitive because it doesn't feel like where someone would necessarily go when that's happening because um, they either A, might not want to be talked out of it or B, they're afraid of like the energy of like intensity that might come at them to try to like fix and figure out like what's happening versus like holding space of the energy of the, of the darkness. I don't have a better way to explain that at the moment, but that's just something about that for me feels really disconnected when I see that because in my experience, like I reached out to someone who was understanding of energy and who I knew could hold a space of like non-judgment and like willing to sit with that and move through the energy, not like, okay, so now we're going to diagnose what's happening to you and now we're going to give you medication. And like, I just would not have connected and resonated with that. And maybe some people do. And a lot of people think that that's the path just of the world that we live in today. And I'm just happy that people get support um, in whatever way feels aligned for them. But the reason I'm having this conversation is I know that that's not necessarily the way that feels aligned for a lot of people and that there are other options. And that's why I wanted to share this today. So I think that is 
what I'm going to share um, in completion about this today. If more comes about, I will create another episode. I definitely will do another episode about Reiki and energy work in general, just to dive deeper into that. But today I just really wanted to explain um, toxic positivity and like how much friction that can create and how when we're really disconnecting to our real true embodied experience, even if it's dark and that sitting and moving through the darkness allows us to step into positivity and a more empowering truth than narrative in a real way versus trying to like push away the heaviness or density that we're feeling and pretend or mask or gaslight ourselves into having a different experience. And when you notice people around you are trying to do that and be like, oh no, but just like be positive. Like you need to think about this positively or like, it's going to be okay. It's all going to be all right. And it's like, if you're not in the space to really hear that in the moment, like um, it's going to feel really disconnected and feel really frustrating. And like, you'll feel the friction around that. And so I just really invite you to, you know, reach out to people that you know are able to really witness you in that and have accountability or like coaching support or whatever feels like aligned for you or just having a network of people around you that can really hold the space for that. And um, even though it was a really heavy and crazy experience with the experience that I had, I, despite all the craziness and chaos and darkness that's happened in my life, I still believe like those experiences happen for my own wisdom and integration and initiation and to be able to teach and show up in deeper ways for people that I'm sharing my work with. And I feel like me having that experience was like even more so allowing me to like hold the energy of darkness for the people that I work with. I've had clients who are really dealing with some really heavy shit and even though they're in a program called limitless joy or some of my other work that talks about pleasure and things like that the foundation of everything i do is about witnessing and sitting and being able to integrate the heavier and denser and darker emotions first before we get into experiencing the high vibration because if you don't deal with the root like foundation first you cannot access this higher pleasure ecstasy joy expression in a real true and integrated embodied way so i just want to name that as well like um just like i hold the space for the darkness as much as i do for the light and i think that's really key and important for everyone's like true healing and um you know deeper experience of themselves and their truth so again as always if you have any questions feedback want clarity or just want to know about something more, always feel free to reach out uh, to me and share what came up for you um, in what I share. So yeah, this is what I'm going to leave you with here today. I hope that after listening to this, if it felt like really heavy or dense, allowing yourself to sit with that and then offering yourself the space to like really nourish yourself and integrate that um, in a deeper way. Like this is part of why we're here on this like planet of really experiencing the full spectrum of experience and emotion. And we live in a world of like density and polarity. Everything is not going to be rainbow and butterflies. That's not why we're here because we need to be able to learn from like the darkness and the deeper experiences just as much as like being able to hold deeper experiences of like joy, pleasure, and ecstasy as well. So I'm sending you big love and I will speak to you next time.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please feel free to reach out with any thoughts or comments that you may have. And I would love it if you would share this with someone that you think would resonate and benefit from this work. To learn more about me and my work, please visit shannonhonda.com. And I'm sending you big love on your journey and inviting you to actively create and choose joy.